Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today is part three of our literacy-based therapy series. Part one, I talked all about what to do before reading to activate um, prior knowledge and make sure they understand. Last week, I talked all about during reading activities and how to make sure that they are understanding as they're reading and critically thinking and reading between the lines and note-taking strategies and using graphic organizers while they read versus afterwards, especially if it's for the purpose of recalling. But today, we're going to be talking about what to do afterwards. Again, this way you can stretch out a text. You can do all these things in one session, which is pretty impressive. (laughs) You can do these things afterwards. And again, I spoke last week about what to do if your groups are not always the same and you have students that missed out on the before reading activities that you can easily refresh their memory or only use it when that group is intact together and do something else at other time of the week that they won't really, students won't mind, right? You're the boss of your speech therapy room. But today we're going to be talking all about what to do after reading and how to keep the conversation going about the text and to really ensure that they have a deeper understanding of what they read and what they know. So reading strategies that take place after reading are used to summarize, wrap up, and finalize the information that has or should have been learned and understood while reading. Okay, so this has nothing to do with speech. This is what should be done for any reading activity, whether it's with a teacher encouraging these things and teaching them how to do it or what we should be teaching our students to be doing on their own. Now, some of these activities that I'm going to be sharing today, I don't expect your students to be like doing this by themselves, but they can still have some of that inner dialogue of what to do after they read and we can teach them how to do that. It further strengthens the main ideas 
in the text, as well as offer students a chance to think deeply and critically about the information that they read. We don't want to teach our students, okay, you read, now you're done. Even my daughter at home, whenever she has independent reading time, she doesn't need me to sit there and read with her. She understands it. But I'm always asking her, hey, what did you read about? What was it all about? What character was your favorite? And getting her to think about what she read and get more excited because she's able to engage in a conversation about it versus just putting the book down and being done and moving on to the next one. So for this purpose, after reading strategies are just as important as the strategies that you did before and during reading. Okay, this is not something that you want to skip over. You want to be able to incorporate these activities more and more into your speech sessions. And again, it will make planning so much easier since you're using one text over multiple sessions. After reading strategies can also demonstrate to the student what they're capable of doing. We want to build their confidence. They can also be proud of their efforts for reading. We want to show them that, hey, you did understand what you read. All those things that we did while we were reading and before reading helped you have a better understanding of what you read and you're able to be successful. You're able to answer questions. You're able to summarize. You're able to utilize the information that you read about for other tasks. We want to teach them that they can do that and build their confidence. So what are some things that we as SLPs can do after reading? Well, we can guide the discussion of what we just read. We can elicit a topic of like, hey, what did you like or not like about the text? Were we right or wrong about our predictions? And you can elicit that conversation. So again, you can work on your social skills with those students. You can, again, be working on those predictions. You can be working on sentence structures, you past tense, present tense, you know, the verb tenses, because we had in the past, we already read about it. So there's so many different speech goals that you can target directly or indirectly while doing these activities. That's why I love using literacy-based therapy, because if you have so many different students working on different goals, just by doing these after-reading activities, you can easily be incorporating and targeting all those different goals of the students in the group. Okay. You can ask your students to recall and tell in their own words the important parts of the text. So what was important and not important? What were those key events? What was not relevant? Teaching them to remember what as we were doing before reading activities, teaching them about the key story elements, character setting, problem solution. Now tell me in your own words using those four things that I taught you that were important. Or hey, tell me in your own words using that graphic organizer for summarizing that we completed while reading. And they're going to feel successful because they have a deeper understanding of the text. We can offer students opportunities to respond to the reading in different ways through writing, dramatic play, music, reader, theater, videos, debates, anything. You can do art activities. You can do role playing. Any sort of follow up activity to bring the text to life will allow your students to have a deeper understanding and appreciation of what they just read. Okay. So, students, after they are done reading, they can evaluate and discuss the ideas or in the text, we can teach them to self-reflect. How did I do while reading? How did those note-takings help me? Were my predictions right? And giving them that inner dialogue of what to ask themselves. See if they can ask themselves and recognize, hey, anything that I read can be applied or relate to my own personal life experiences or my background knowledge. Teaching them, okay, if I like this topic, where can I look for more information on that topic? Maybe there's further reading I can do to learn more about what I just read. Okay, my daughter just was doing a nonfiction writing assignment on cats, and she had a research on epic books all about cats, and she got really into it. She learned a lot of information, and what was writing all about it, she wanted to learn more. So I, I browsed for her, but just found some more books and information on cats for her to learn more. So it got her to engage even further on the topic because she was interested in it. 
Okay, so we can teach our students to have those inner dialogues of what to say to themselves to check for understanding and analyzing what they read, think more critically about it. We can elicit those discussions, those debates about what they read. We can encourage our students and give them the opportunities to retell in their own words and give them that script to do so and how to use those notes that we gave them, whatever graphic organizer, whatever you were working on. If you were working on summarizing, giving them a summarizing graphic organizer. If they wrote the main ideas in the margins, utilizing those to locate the text evidence to answer questions in the text. They don't have to read. I don't know about you. My students, they can't skim. So if you say, hey, look for the answer in the text, like they look at you like you have 10 heads. But hey, instead, okay, I'm, here's my question. Let's listen for a keyword. What's my question asking about? Now let's look for which paragraph is about that event or topic or what have you. Which main idea has that keyword that's in the question? Now let's reread just that one paragraph. Remember last week when I said that my students, when it's one paragraph, it's not overwhelming to them. They feel successful. They know they can do it. But if there's more than one paragraph, they look at me like, you're right. I'm out of here. I'm going to the bathroom. Do you have those avoidant readers where as soon as you hand them out of work, they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. I need the nurse. I need something other than being here. We don't want that. We want our students to know that we're not here to torture them and that we're not here to make them fail. We're here to show them that they can be successful. So teaching them going paragraph by paragraph. And then using that paragraph by paragraph to locate where the answer might be, or where they can find their text evidence, or where they need to go reading between the lines to answer their inferential questions. Okay, so we can teach them, hey, look at the question. Let's listen for that keyword. Let's look in our notes. What main idea has that keyword? And let's reread that one paragraph, and we can go sentence by sentence. Is this answering it? Yes, no. Okay, let's go to the next sentence. Is this answering it? Yes, no. Let's go to the next sentence. Is this answering it? Okay, and that's what I like to do when I'm utilizing the text that I have in SLP Elevate or any text that I find is I like to teach them to go paragraph by paragraph, taking their notes, and then after the reading it, use their notes to locate and be successful to find their answers. Okay, this is not a memory thing. I want them to look back and find it. I'm not asking them to remember every single detail because that's not real life. In real life, they would be having the text in front of them to answer the questions. Okay, so what are some other fun activities that we can do after reading to encourage more fun in the speech therapy room while working on whatever goal you're working on? You can do cahoots or blue kits or gim kits or bamboozles, Jeopardy labs. Make a comprehension game of having them refer back to the events and important details of the text. Maybe you were teaching different vocabulary concepts, like maybe the before reading activities, you were doing some tier two vocabulary words that were in the text and using context clues, let's refer back to those and have them use those words and sentences while answer, playing those fun games, okay? They can quiz their classmates. Maybe they can come up with their own comprehension questions, make their own cahoots. It doesn't always have to be us. Your students will love making cahoots. Trust me, they know how, <laughs> a lot of them. Can they do like a character analysis? Can they come up with some character traits to describe the character? Maybe make a Facebook profile on uh, classtools.net or maybe like a baseball card of the main character, or pick one of the characters. Can they compare and contrast different characters in the text? Utilizing Venn diagrams and things like that. Maybe they can compare the text to another text they read, or something similar. Okay, but again, having them think more deeply about some of the characters and do more thorough a character analysis. That will teach them vocabulary, will teach them how to answer threshold questions, comparing and contrasting, and getting them to think more deeply about the text. Can they design a poster or a commercial to advertise? Maybe record a podcast. Make a YouTube video. Hey, make a TikTok to advertise to convince someone to go read this text 
or why not to read the text? And that's okay. Have debates, elicit those discussions. Would they do the same thing as the main character? Why or why not? What would you do if you were the main character? Why or why not? Doing all these different types of activities will allow them to critically think more about the text, enjoy the text more because these are fun activities. You can tap into their interests if they like YouTube or mute. They can write song lyrics. If they like role-playing, if they like acting, you can tap into their strengths and their interests and show them how they can put those two things together to be a better reader, a better student, and be successful and build their confidence. And again, incorporating all these different speech goals. Articulation students, they can still do all these different things as well. Find a text bombarded with their sound. And while they're doing all these after-reading activities, it's giving them tons of opportunities to say their, their sound in conversational speech, which is real life, especially for our older students. How many times can we drill the R sound in isolation? We need to teach our students what to do when they're participating in class and interacting with their peers. So again, your Arctic students can still benefit from all these different strategies. Your social skills students, these debates, these role-playing things can benefit them as well. Quizzing their classmates, hey, that's something social skills, right? If you have students working on asking questions, having them come up with questions, there you go. Having them come up with their debate questions, planning their thoughts, working on written expression, work on a book report, work on a summary, work on anything. Utilizing the information from their notes, from their graphic organizers, and tying in the before and during activities to help them feel more successful with the after activities. You can't just do the after activities if you're not doing the other two. You want to do all three in conjunction to have a well-rounded lesson or lessons and having your students have a deeper understanding of the text and feel more successful and pulling in that background knowledge and pulling in their interests and utilizing their strengths and showing them how to compensate for their weaknesses. I hope you found this helpful and things that you can utilize. Let me know if you got, had an aha moment while listening to these three episodes or just this one. And if you haven't checked out the past two, definitely make sure you do that. You don't want to miss it. All right. Can't forget my joke. Why did the student do multiplication problems on the floor? The teacher told her not to use tables. But um, Chang. Hey, some of you might be like, Hallie, enough with these jokes. If you're like me, I love incorporating jokes while building rapport with my students and while waiting for the other students to come into the room. There's so many ways you can use jokes in your speech room by teaching them figurative language, multiple meaning words, understanding humor. There's so much language involved in jokes. and It's just a fun way to do it. Anywho, until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.